nervous, like, oh, Diane's got it all figured out. She knows exactly what she wants to say, and here I am, as usual, empty-headed and, and you know, casting about for obscure little dioramas to present as an opening little gambit to, you know, to where I'm supposed to be a certain kind of character and do a certain kind of thing and say all kinds of weird stuff, you know, culminating with, it's 8.32 a.m. Saturday, September the 9th, 2023. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the a surprise. Well, I decided to go a little Philip Glass on you there at the last <laughs> minute, just to kind of add a little intellectual uh, oompa-pa to my calliope. I see. My calliope of randomness. Yes. Got the candles are lit and the fairy lights and the flickers and we got sun on the side of the house out there. It's lighting up the whole tree area. In an interesting way. And filtering through to the hallway. Filtering through to the hallway, so lighting up all the defining colored dynamics of our home, the space. That's such a great area over there for its color, Diane, at all all different times of day. So, brava (laughs) to you and your interior uh, design skills. You could probably do that professionally. But I don't know. You just keep working right here. No, I don't think Still I could do it professionally. Plenty to do here. I'm too outside of the box. Outside of what? Yeah. You're in a whole You know, other... now the, down the big thing, from what I understand, is gray in the house. Gray. Gray inside? Yes, gray. It's already gray outside everywhere. Uh, I've seen some kitchens um, in... You know, like when kind of you're like the stainless at, steel and then gray paint. Yeah, too. and gray mm. and white in the kitchen. I'm just like, ew. <laughs> so, sorry, anybody who has gray kitchen. Well, I bet you, you know, if you have a gray kitchen, you probably don't have a weight problem. <laughs> you make the kitchen an unpleasant place to hang out, and mm. you're not going to go there. Yeah. Well, other people don't think it's unpleasant. That's the whole point. That right. I am totally. Yes. Well, it's just against the grain. We're old. That's what we are. That's the box they put us in, Diane, and it's actually, they, I think they kicked us out of the box to get us in here, so <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of here in here, so I'm, I'm well, happy. for me, yellow, I, I mean, I, I feel like all those warm colors are more sunny and optimistic. They make me feel happy, yep. you know? Yep. I remember when Zalman was painting the... Uh, the stairwell, which was the first place that yellow started uh, appearing in the house. And he actually, I was at a, at an event somewhere and while well, he was doing it because the stairwell up to the bedrooms is extremely high. It's It goes up to the skylight and yeah. um, almost like a cathedral in a sense, you know. And he was on top of a real tall ladder when I left and he was painting the yellow and all of a sudden I got a text from him and he said painting this color just makes me happy and I thought yeah there you go there you go see there you go so we extended the metaphor as they say 
in the trades. So I'm happy that we did that. That was a good move. That was a good move. And we just came from a wonderful night's sleep in our new bamboo sheets. We just got some bamboo sheets, and you got us some silk pillows. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. What is this? We're moving up. textures well i feel like bed bedding is going to be very important <laughs> for my recovery yes. the most comfortable yep. softest yep. coziest bedding that i can possibly Not to get. mention rudolfo or whoever the heck rodrigo 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 okay fine <laughs> my body pillow yeah. um i call him bob <laughs> You should call him Rod. No, I'm not going to call him Rod. I'm sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I have no idea. I wasn't going to name him, and you were saying, you should name him, and that's the first name that came to my mind. Something ridiculous. Yes, excellent. Well, I don't have my whole thought. I, I just... Over to you, by the way. I mean, it's it was a wonderful week because uh, the start of the week um, was that on Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. It was Sunday, right? That um, that we had a visit from oh, yeah. from John from an old high school friend of mine. I have not seen him since high school years, John Pond, and his wonderful uh fiance alicia and your son my son also is coming he was always already expected but uh john pond and alicia were going to be coming through town uh on their way home from canada where john's family had had a cabin that is now his and they were uh, kind enough to stop by and see us on the and yeah. have lunch with us on their way down to Sacramento again. So that was such a treat. It's it's kind of interesting because I had been friends with John um, when I was in high school. We were uh, the way that I met him was through a group called Rally. And Rally was not like cheerleaders, but they were almost like a, I don't know, what is that called? Sort of a... Pep club? Pep club or something. And he was asking me why I chose to join. And I think that the only reason I chose to join was because a friend of mine wanted to and asked me to go along with her. Because I was never a real sports fan. Yeah. But... Back in high school, you know, you're kind of casting out, trying to find the best places for you anyway. And um, I joined a couple of clubs. I think that that was one of them. And, I, you know, I'm not a clubby person. <laughs> I, I think that that's, that's what I realized after I was in uh, high school and tried to join a few of those clubs. I just thought, you know, I'm really not into this. <laughs> but um, but I, I'm pretty sure that the reason why I went in for this rally was because my friend Julie wanted me to go with her. Yeah. And 
so I remember being in it, and he was the, as he said, the rally commissioner. I guess that they, uh, that they were. Was a commissioner? Yeah, that's. I think mm-hmm. that must have been part of a student government thing. Oh, okay. Because he was he was deeply involved in student government back right. then, and um, and I just thought it was interesting that. Because um, he was saying, well, who was the rally commissioner the next year? And I said, I don't know. I didn't join the next year. I think I learned through that that process. I was thinking, what am I doing this for? I'm not into sports. Yeah. Yeah, so, this is not the personality for me. Next. Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what adolescence is all about. Trying exactly. on different, different personas to see if any of them fit. But the good thing about it was meeting John and yeah. meeting some of the friends that I met through there. And mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, for me, I always thought it was a little bit of uh, a group of oddballs, you know, yeah. not not weird or anything, <laughs> but just people that were not, um, you know, there were people from drama in there. And that was always kind of a, a group that were not you know not in not, the, they weren't jocks yeah they weren't in the mainstream and, yeah. and those were always the people that attracted me, me the most too. I like so the misfits. you know all the the people who were in choir and orchestra and and uh, and the plays and all that uh, those were the people i liked to hang out with so for that reason it was lots of fun but i had not seen john um since high school and then when I joined Facebook, he became a Facebook friend of mine, and I don't know who asked to, but then I was thinking, wow, he is a really intelligent guy, you know? Um, I had, I started thinking, this is why I liked John back in high school and did not even know about this side of him, you know, because that wasn't being displayed Exactly. Although I think you're always displaying it, um, but back in those days, I would not have. That would not have been the number one thing that I would have identified, and I don't know why. Yeah. So, um, that's why it's so fascinating about high school friendships, because then, as you get to know the people, because it's the same with Celeste, who, um, who I had known in high school but never had been friends with she was a grade um before me and she was in my brother's class and had been in drama with him but then i was her friend on facebook and got to know her and you know all these people that i didn't really know that well and just kind of knew of in a sense they became friends of mine over these past years through facebook so yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking, boy, I sure like the adults they became, you know. Anyway. Yeah. And I it see. was lovely, and I really enjoyed meeting Alicia. She's just such a lovely person. and Yeah, it was a great visit. It was just, a, you know, about an hour and a half, I think. Yeah. We just went out to lunch at Ivers, and and uh, Jake was uh, along with us. I, I felt kind of badly about cutting into his time with you because... Mm-hmm. But it was just the way it was. But. Just the way it was. Yeah. Jacob probably, I think we'll probably make a, more of a habit of getting together every couple of weeks or something. Yeah. Like just to play a game of cribbage and chat. I like that. I like having regular contact with my son. So that was a good week, yeah. Poetry break went, was like a marathon. For some reason I just kind of got lost in 
a flow that I established and didn't realize I'd run 15 minutes long. So I've set an alarm now. A dog will bark. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. <laughs> Time to wrap it up, Bill. Ah, ham and eggs. The dogs of real life yeah. come forth. The dogs of reality come charging in. This week was, uh, we we were training our replacement at Positive Touch. Yeah. And I was so thrilled that um, they were able to get somebody and somebody so, um, so well suited for this job, yeah. I think. Um, and that they will not be put out by the fact that we will, next week is our next week, uh, last week. And I was actually thinking... Um, I talked to the new front desk person and asked whether, because I feel like she's been trained for a week now and, um, I'm going to come in on Monday, but I said, you know, it's going to be up to you. And I even gave her the choice on Monday. She said, yeah, I think I'd like you around on Monday, but we're going to try not doing any, anything on Tuesday. And... I don't know. This was kind of an interesting week because of that. It sort of, we've had many conversations about the fact that neither one of us have been truly retired since, since your um, being gone from the school bus school bus driving and my retirement last year, because even though we were only working a couple of days a week, since both you and you know that we were flipping back and forth we never really had the the same kind of freedom of like creating events that we could both go to we were actually working four days a week yeah and and kind of structuring our whole lives around work so uh i think that we've had a lot of castles in the air uh about what we're going to be doing for our retirement, although I'm quite aware that a great deal of mine is going to be recovering from surgery, my next surgery, but um, but at the same time, we've been talking about how uh, we really feel like it's time that that we are truly retired. Yeah, it's true, and it's weird, you know, it's a weird kind of push-pull going on in at least in my psyche about it, just because of, you know, know. Well, we've enjoyed the job and... Yeah, it's been a big part of our lives and and it seems rightfully so. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's kind of hard to give up that, that tether to that part of life. I don't know. It's weird. Mostly I'm absolutely thrilled about it and anxious to have more time to do our stuff, you know whatever our stuff is because I don't feel like I'm not going to be busy and uh, because I've been very busy or I've felt very busy while working there so I think I can fill up that time pretty pretty handily well and I've been saying that I'd actually even like to do some structuring around uh, structuring of my time around things I really love you know at the beginning just even scheduling stuff so that I will do it because I don't know why I've always had a had trouble <clears throat> just really allowing myself to do all these things that I love yeah. but um but I'm already feeling it you know I'm already there like 
There's a good uh, uh, quote that I really loved that basically was saying that every day someone should read a little poetry, listen to a little music, um, see something beautiful. It's, it's basically just those are the things that give your life meaning. And, uh, and I was thinking, we do listen to music, but not every day. I mean, I, well, I was listening to music every day for work, yeah. but just in one category of music, yeah. which was lovely, by the way. I mean, yeah. that's how I discovered this, this new group that I found, Lisa Lynn and the Elfin Love Tribe. I just love the, the music of this group. Yeah, it is good. We'll play it at some future date. But but I do think that uh, I got out of the habit. I I keep thinking about when you're a child, you don't have as much to do when you're a child. Even when you're in school, you don't. And you never felt like, oh my gosh, I've got all this time. What am I going to... Well, I guess some kids did. But uh, I was always engaged in some activity that really uh, enthralled me yeah. I, even if it was just like I have a really clear memory of that there was this this sloping hill right by my school and I on this beautiful spring day I just rolled down it you know did sort of the rolling down the like a log roll or something yeah. Yeah. and I just remember being so happy or going on the swings and swinging or you know that you just did these things they weren't for any purpose it wasn't like swings had a purpose or rolling down a hill had a purpose <laughs> it was just you did it because you felt like doing it because it was you know? fun it was fun yeah and back when i was a kid man one of the things i loved to do is wake up in the, on a morning on the weekends when i wasn't in school yeah and my parents would usually uh, let us sleep in, but I never really slept in. And I would wake up and still with all the the covers and everything cozy around me, I would just read um, for an hour before my parents called me in for breakfast. I loved doing that. So, you know. Yeah. More of that yep. in our lives. More of that kind of, more of that kind of time. I've got lots of ideas of things that I want to mess around with. and It would be nice to have some mess around time. And then eventually, if we need more structure, we could we can re-explore different options, like volunteering. There are lots of volunteer opportunities around us, including at the Edmonds Waterfront Center. But, but while I'm going through this next period of unknown, because right now I'm getting... Appointments put yeah. on my calendar by the the doctors without even, you know, by the doctor's offices. They don't even call you. They just put the thing on your calendar and figure that if you have any problems, you'll call them and say, I can't do it. But yeah. I'm just, I'm kind of feeling like, yeah, that's going to be my, my main thrust for a while. And I'm sure that it will cut down on my energy, too. So, um, so you'll have a lot of time to read. Yeah. And listen to music. Yeah. I've already picked out the first album I want to listen to with you. But the other thing that I am so enjoying is having 
conversations with friends and they aren't in person i heard from mary this week we had a wonderful conversation she she had an appointment to go to but uh I think we could have gone on and on and on. We were having such a great time. Oh, good. Um, and also, you know, we're both struggling with yeah. um, with cancer issues and talking about our experiences with that. And that's been a great thing um, to have. The ability to just accept a call and talk, talk for a couple of hours. I talked to my friend Chris Crawford, who is no longer... Even in this area, he's in Iowa right now. Talk to him for a couple of hours, and always have my wonderful calls with my brother on Fridays. And I just feel like I want to make my life around those things. Yep. And it was funny because uh, last last time when we were talking, um, Chris Lund had commented uh, that that he felt like he and Jim Page were continuing to do their passions until the end. And and uh, I have no, you know, this is not saying I'm not going to indulge in my passions and my creativity. That probably will flourish. It's just the wage-earning part of my life. Right. I feel like, yeah, the wage-earning part of my life, I think, is not going to be a focus, unless it needs to be at some point. Right. So. Right. That's true, Diane. Uh, that's for some reason that's a bit of a hurdle for me. But I think I'm, I'm looking forward to the to the extra time with you, just doing us stuff yeah. and me stuff. Yeah, me stuff. Well, and I was talking to my friend Cindy. Um, we had a wonderful conversation. That was so lovely. Um, and she was saying that because she's been retired, fully retired, yeah. and she and her husband are photographers, and that used to be just a hobby of hers. But, oh my gosh, she has really taken it to to artistic heights I never would have thought photography could be. Yeah. She She sees the world the way I see it. She has very much a... The way that she does her focus and however she um, develops the the photos, they always look enchanted. Everything looks enchanted, even the most commonplace things. They look magical, yeah. and and uh, I think that she really developed that uh, that hobby into the fine art that she has done during this period of time that she's been retired, and she was telling me. Well, the thing that I love is just being able to go someplace. She said there's this beautiful park in Anacortes. And sometimes we'll just pack a lunch, go up there, take a little walk, see the beautiful sights around that area, and then just come home. And that is one of the things she loves. And I thought, man, I like the sounds of that. Yeah. I think that that's what we should do is just go go to different places and um, that are beautiful go to the Skagit Valley or, I mean, even close by, just do more walks around Edmonds Waterfront or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or take a, the, the uh, ferry over to Kingston, walk around there a little bit. So, yeah. and have lunch and, you know, it yeah. sounds really nice to me. That does to me too. That sounds good. Upping and moving and doing things. 
pretty sweet, Diane. Pretty sweet. I mean, there's some challenges in there. Stuff is still oh, happening. Impactful stuff is still happening. The wild cards are being thrown into the mix. and As they always will as be. As they always will be. And as all, they always have. Uh, to represent this time, uh, especially because right now, I'm feeling great. Yeah. You know, uh, it's kind of weird to know that I, I'm still struggling with this because bodily, I... I'm not feeling anything, you know, I, my scar has recovered, uh, I definitely know that I've had an operation, but I don't, you know, it's not affecting me that much. The next one will affect me longer, um, but, but at the same time, uh, in my course of healing, where I really am is in this state of gratitude, and uh, first of all, I was thinking about choosing Louis Armstrong because of um, John Pond, because that was he was in Dixieland jazz bands, and he was saying, "Yeah, you know, it's, it's just not the most popular music because not everybody likes it." And I was thinking, I like Dixieland oh, yeah. jazz, you I know. Too. Um, I was going to choose a jazz piece, uh, Dixieland jazz piece, but I just couldn't not have what a wonderful world because it is truly uh it's a song that both cat and i feel are thematic to our lives yeah uh, and it's it's kind of ageless it's got an ageless quality to it and also because that's the way i'm feeling right now i'm just in this kind of state of wonderment of being alive and having these opportunities to enjoy everything around me and Louis Armstrong, what a incredible man, you know. Um, so for him to be singing it uh, is is really huge. I looked up some things about the song because I was curious who wrote it. Huh. You know, a lot of times, all of these. <laughs> that's why I like doing this because I usually want to learn a little bit about the musicians or the song, and. Uh, Especially because when something is so iconic and you don't, you don't even know who wrote it. <laughs> you just know the people who have uh, sung it. So it it was a song written by Bob Teeley, I I think T H I E L E, or Thiele. I don't know how to pronounce it. Is that the same way Chris Teeley spells his name? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's why I think I'm pronouncing it that way. I wonder if they're related. And then it says, as George Douglas. Huh. So I don't know what that means. And George David Weiss. It was first recorded by Louis Armstrong and released in 1967 as a single. In April 1968, it topped the pop chart in the United Kingdom, but performed poorly in the United States because Larry Newton, the president of ABC Records disliked the song and refused to promote it. Oh. But it became more popular here after the movie Good Morning Vietnam. Oh. Um, but I also thought it was interesting that uh, it says one source claims that the song was first offered to Tony Bennett who turned it down. 
although Louis Armstrong biographer Rich, Ricky Riccardi disputes this. In Graham Nash's book, Off the Records, Songwriters on Songwriting, George Weiss says that he wrote the song specifically for Louis Armstrong as he was inspired by Armstrong's ability to bring together people of different races. So I thought that was really wonderful. Oh, that is interesting. I was just saying if there was anything else in the, but, um, yeah, I don't know. When I first heard this song, it seems like it always existed in my life. Yep. So, and maybe it was, maybe I heard it. I would have thought it came out earlier than 67 too. Yeah. Cause it seems like that kind of song that's always been around. So. Anyway. Yeah. In honor of the wonderful world we live in, in honor of all the wonderful friends that we get to participate in this world with, yeah. and and a particular salute to John Pond, who actually wanted to see me after fifty years. Yeah. He's kind <laughs> of a he's kind of one of those kind of legendary figures in the in the legend of Diane Shulstad, John <laughs> Pond figures holds its unique spot you know so it was nice for me to for me to get to meet him too and we're we seem like fairly temperamentally similar people you know i don't know maybe pardon me i'm gonna have another drink of coffee i think so you boy that's interesting that's good coffee very interesting diane let's let louie talk about it I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue. Clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky. Also on the faces of people going by, I see friends shaking hands, saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies cry. I watch them grow. They're like much more. I never knew And I think to myself What a wonderful world Yes, I think to myself What a wonderful world